Today's program was brought to you by Blueprint, the original juice cleanse program to offer different levels of intensity depending on your needs and current diet. For more information, visit Blueprint.com. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit HeritageRadioNetwork.org for thousands more. Hey, and welcome to After the Jump. I'm your host, Grace Bonney, and today we're coming to you live from Roberta's in Bushwick, Brooklyn. You can listen to the show live every Thursday at 11 a.m. on heritageradionetwork.org or download the podcast on iTunes. Today is the first day back for me after a long summer of taking some time off and indulging in my favorite type of radio show, which are single-person interviews. I love getting to know artists and designers more closely, but for the fall, I wanted to do something a little bit different. I'm going to be changing up the format to focus on larger work-life topics and interview two to three people per show to talk about their thoughts, their advice, and concerns around that one given topic. To kick off the year, I thought it felt right to start with the people who I spend most of my time with, my teammates at Design Sponge, Amy Azarito and Max Thielman. Hi, guys. Hi. (laughs) Good morning. So we've got our whole miniature blog team here today. And for today's show, we were thinking a little bit about fall fashion, the trends, what they mean to us, how they affect our lives. And we were kind of overwhelmed with the feeling of not wanting to really indulge in those so much because we've really kind of been dedicated to creating something that's a bit more inspired by design trends and utilitarianism, something that's simple, something that's functional, Mm time-tested and trusted, sort of a less is more concept. Um, And I've been really inspired by the idea of creating, for my personal life, sort of a uniform-type wardrobe from everything from what I actually wear to the day-to-day routines in my life. I think that sort of process helps you eliminate the amount of stress and anxiety you can feel from everything about your clothes to what you eat to how much you exercise all those things really let you sort of clear your mind so we thought we'd take this utilitarian approach to life and discuss our methods tips and trusted techniques for creating uniforms and every aspect of our lives from workloads to personal relationships and even what we eat for our breakfast lunch and dinner the goal of today's episode is to inspire those of you listening to streamline your work and your life rituals so that your mind and your time are decluttered clear and ready to make room for all of the creative projects and ideas that you have coming up this fall. So to start, we're going to talk about everybody's day-to-day lives really quickly so you can get an idea of where each of us are coming from with our advice and our feedback. And we're going to start with Max. So Max, tell us a little bit about what your day-to-day life is and what that day-to-day life is and how it differs on the weekend so people get an idea of where you're coming from with how you schedule yourself. All right. Well, I think I'm going to preface this by how (laughs) I generally try to guide myself throughout life. And I've always felt that you can learn a lot from your elders. They've been around (laughs) longer, and they usually have their lives more or less, more or less figured out. Do they want to be called your elders? (laughs) (laughs) That's debatable. Um, I'm not in that list. Most of my heroes, no, most of my heroes, um, from Martha Stewart to Massimo Vignelli, who are almost what you would classify as elderly, have achieved a level of seniority that I think allows them to approach life a little bit more objectively, at least when it comes to making decisions and organizing and their entire lifestyle. So as far as governing and organizing my own life, I think I have a personal style that I like to stick to when in doubt. And I call this little old man. (laughs) Um, Many of my friends jokingly call me grandpa because of the way I dress and the way I spend my day. Um, 
I usually take this, though, as a bit of a compliment and a source of pride. Grandfathers usually know what's up as far as um, living the best, most comfortable way. They they really don't have time to mess around. So mm. they skip all the BS and just do what's best. Um, okay, so my day-to-day life. In terms of clothing, for example, I would absolutely say that I have a uniform. I don't think I set out originally to wear the same thing every day when I get up. Um, a combination of Oxford shirts, jeans, and Chuck Taylors. It was more of a necessity originally. Um, I have a pretty strange body type for a guy, tall and crazy skinny. Um, So I'm very limited in terms of the mass market retailers that cater to my extra small frame. Because of the limitations of my size, I've often been stuck with very basic, unchanging types of outfits. That said... I very much embrace that at this point in my life. I love not having to make any decisions about what to wear. I like everything I own, and everything I own is pretty much the same. (laughs) Um, I can throw something on, do my hair, and walk out the door. That being said, the doing my hair part takes a lot longer, (laughs) and I'm not even going to get into that today. (laughs) Max takes longer to get ready in the morning than Grace and I do. (laughs) I I would say that's a fair guess. Um, When it comes to, after I get dressed, when it comes to food every day, I only really have a set routine when it comes Mm -hmm. to breakfast. Um, What do you eat for breakfast every morning? This is particularly elderly. (laughs) I I wake up, fix myself an espresso and a big heaping bowl of grape nut cereal. Oh, God, that is old. Oh, oh, yeah. Um, (laughs) everything. But I have to say, you know, it's... Filled with fiber, it keeps you full for hours, and you gotta love fiber. I mean, it keeps you full and regular. Full and regular. I feel like I'm learning a lot about you this morning, Max. (laughs) Grape nuts, that's where it's at. Keep your energy up throughout the day. Um, I don't know. Aside from that, I really try to mix things up in terms of diet and food, but the rest of my day, I'd say I get on the subway, go to work. Um, when I come back, I really try to unwind, go out for dinner a lot. Um, and in terms of cooking food, I I wouldn't say that I don't revert to the standard, um, you're in a rush, make put on some pasta type of meal. But um, I really don't like eating the same thing every day. Mm-hmm. So I try to break out of my routine mm-hmm. at that point in the day. Um, I've amassed a huge cookbook collection over the last year, and I'm trying to work my way through that um, to keep things, I think, interesting. Then aside from that, I like to get to bed early. I really value mm-hmm. my sleep. Wake up early. That I think that's where I get the term grandpa. Yeah, <laughs> I think we all share that, like, go to bed early, get up early sort of yeah. mentality. I think you can get a lot more done that way. Well, it's interesting. I'm going to bring up this book a lot. I just want to preface that with this statement with this that I just finished reading um, Daily Rituals by Mason Curry um, which is an amazing book and it should go on everyone's Amazon wish list right now uh, and basically what he does is he chronicles I think 161 different individuals writers and painters and talks about their rituals every day and one of the things he says that uh, virtually like a third of the people in that book get up early and that's when they're most productive and they usually um, start working almost right away, mm-hmm. uh, a small cup of coffee or something like that, and then start working in the in the early morning hours before everything else gets in the way. Yeah. So I think you always get up really early, and yeah, <clears throat> mostly because I have a dog. Though <laughs> I used to get up yeah. at like seven. We will get to this when we get to me. So you keep going. I mean, you talk. What does your day to day schedule look like? Um. 
I would say, you know, I've talked about this before on the show that that oftentimes I feel like my day is planned around what time I'm going to take a yoga class. So <laughs> so that sort of is the, the linchpin of my day. But um, other than that, I, I typically eat the same thing for breakfast. Um, since when I used to work, you know, I'd say a normal job, not a blogger job, but like a normal office job, uh, I would go to the same place for lunch every single mm. day. But since then, we don't have really great lunch options, yeah. so my lunch is kind of a little bit, uh, a little bit scattered. But I do try to get up early and work early. Um, when we were on the book tour, we had um, amazing uniforms. Grace and I, uh, before the book tour, we went shopping. Mm-hmm. We gave ourselves a budget and bought. I think we just bought like five mm-hmm. different outfits or five different pieces of clothes: one pair of pants, two shirts, whatever. Yeah. And, um, wore the same thing pretty much and it was so nice to know and I haven't been able to get back to that place where I just wear the same thing and my goal for myself this fall is to just I I don't know if that's a laudable goal to wear the same outfit every day but (laughs) that's that's the goal for myself I think it's a great goal to wear a variation on the same thing right that's my personal goal for fall I'm almost there if the weather would change I'd be ready to wear all the clothes that I bought (laughs) I feel like I'm I'm good to go my summer uniform I feel like makes me look like a 13 year old child it's a hard time dress i don't like yeah. fashion it's difficult we're almost out of it Hold on, Amy. <laughs> <laughs> i'm waiting um so my day today is super mm-hmm. simple um i wake up early i have a puppy so i'm usually out by six i take her for a short mm-hmm. walk um make breakfast usually a variation on the same thing usually involving a chocolate croissant every day involves a latte um things that i typically used to see as indulgences that i now see as part of my nice basics thing that I'm trying to build Mm. in my life, which is like applies to wardrobe, applies to things like furniture, applies to the things I eat. I want to cut down to like really simple things and just trust the things that I think are great. I know where I get my really great coffee. I know where I like the croissants and yes, they're probably like too much fat and too much whatever to eat in the morning, but I don't care. I like them. They're the things that make me feel good. What do I trust nice them. basics mean? Like nice, nice basics. basics being like if, if your basic is you're going to have a cup of coffee every morning. Like I want it to be that a good cup of coffee. Mm, I don't okay. want it to be like whatever the corner store coffee. I mean, if the corner store coffee is great, go for it. But mine doesn't happen to be. So if I can find a really good cup of coffee and that's the only thing I'm starting my day with, why wouldn't I want to make right. it the best thing possible? And if I'm only going to wear white T-shirts underneath a shirt, why wouldn't I get the best, most comfortable white T-shirt? Mm-hmm. So I kind of feel like if you get the nice basics version mm-hmm. of everything, that's that's kind of where I'm trying to go with my life. Um, I go to work. We go to work pretty much <laughs> in the general 10 a.m. area. Um, work is never the same every day. So I feel like I like to keep things on either end of my day fairly routine mm-hmm. since I don't know what's going to happen while we're in the office. And then I walk Hope, my dog, at the end of that. I usually, I like to go out to dinner more, which we've been doing a little bit more lately. Mm-hmm. I feel like cuts back on the amount of dishes that have to be done, right. which is always lovely. And also, like, sometimes it's just nice to end your day with being outside and having an experience that isn't a work experience outside of life which I, I really like and then I try to get in bed as early as humanly possible because Hope's going to be up by like 5.30. Well it's nice too when you go out to dinner you're forced to have that um, dinner table moment which I had growing up as a kid. We mm-hmm. always sat around the dinner table and um, and I think now when you don't it's hard to sort of have that moment for yourself where there's no phones and the TV's not on and there's yeah. no distractions. And I, Max do you guys have a dinner table routine or is it like take your plate and 
I mean, unfortunately, Watch American Idol. we ha- our apartment is very symptomatic right. of New York yeah. City. New York space. City, yeah. Um, yeah. So our dinner table is the coffee table, yeah. right? And our conversation, unfortunately, typically centers around the TV, yeah. Right. But um, I think that we still try to maintain some sort of like. Uh, dinner time ritual, yeah. I guess. Like we both unwind together. We both sit on the couch with our dogs. So it's a slight uh, change of um, the traditional dinner table yeah. setting, but it's a city version. Yeah, the city version. I don't know. Having this conversation is making me realize that I want to incorporate more sitting around the. I think table. it's. Nice. I really, in, I really like that. Well, time. I think the the TV thing gets me into the next thing I want to talk about before we take our halfway mm-hmm. break and talk a little bit about. I think one of the most important things when it comes to sort of streamlining your life and making time for things that are creative and all of the big work ideas you need to kind of let your brain focus on for fall and getting back to things is really about letting some things go. Mm. Um, and sometimes it's a really hard decision to make. This this season, just for the fall, I decided not to do any speaking engagements and was like, not that I'm like constantly speaking places, but every now and then they pop up and they're really stressful for me because I don't actually enjoy doing solo talks. I love being on a panel, but I really don't like doing solo things. So I just decided rather than like do one of these every couple of weeks and then stress out about it constantly, I'm just not going to do them and Mm -hmm. see what it feels like to just only focus on site and then our book work and just focus on those two things and give them all of my attention. And it feels kind of nice to mentally just like glean that out of the things that could possibly Mm -hmm. be little stress points. Um, Are there any things you guys have cut out or cut out before in your life that you just decided, I'm just not even going to like put this on my list anymore. I'm going to accept that I don't do it or. You know, I think I used to have more problems with needing to cut things out of my life. Um, A few years ago, I would say yes to pretty much every, you know, freelance job that came my way, every party that I was invited to. And I think that gets really overwhelming. And I think you do, uh, you know, as you get older, you um, reach a point where you realize that, you know, no one's going to be crushed if you say no to every (laughs) single thing. Um, Right now, I think I'm in a good place in my life in terms of taking things on. And right now, the things I'm trying to get rid of are clutter in the forms Mm -hmm. of mental clutter, um, physical clutter. Mm. And one of the ways that I've been doing that starting towards the end of the summer is getting rid of the things I need to remind myself to do. Mm. And I've been doing that um, in, you know, my very techie, nerdy way by literally writing every single thing I need to do for the day on my calendar, on my computer, syncing it with my phone and having it repeat every day, giving me a reminder Mm -hmm. at the exact time it needs to happen. And some might say that this is a little obsessive (laughs) and, um, you know, it's calendar clutter. But the way I think of it is that once it's on my calendar, my brain doesn't have to keep track of it. Exactly. My phone tells me when to do it and my brain is clear. I can just follow what I put in my calendar. That's a huge part of that, that getting things done system, the David Allen thing that a lot of people are like huge GTD people, a huge part of that. I think it's called like downloading or offloading or something like that, where you're just supposed to brain dump. That's what it is. You're supposed to just like get everything out of your head, put it on a list. And then mentally you can be like, because something else is keeping track of this for me. And that's that's all you're doing. Huge supporter of the brain dump. That's brain dump is a good idea. Um, We're going to take a quick break. And when we get back, we're going to talk about decision fatigue and how we apply this sort of work efficiency in our day to day blogging and work lives. Like what you hear so far, support the network and become a member 
Membership helps us bring you the best food radio in the world and gives you access to thousands of dollars in discounts at the sustainably-minded businesses that support us. To become a member, visit heritageradionetwork.org today. is the original juice cleanse program to offer different levels of intensity depending on your needs and current diet. Designed to purify and detoxify, Blueprint Cleanse is made from the freshest 100% raw and USDA certified organic ingredients, cold pressed to retain nutrients and flavor. Blueprint also offers a line of organic juices, cold pressed and raw, in a variety of fruit and vegetable combinations and available in individual bottles. Blueprint Cleanse is available at Whole Foods Market and many other retailers across the U.S. To learn more about their line of organic cleanses, juices, and other products, visit them today at Blueprint.com or call them at 866-774-6831. That's 866-774-6831. Work hard, play hard. Cleanse, repeat. Hey, welcome back to After the Jump. Uh, today I am joined by my fellow design spongers, Amy Azarito and Max Thielman, and we're talking about uh, ways to streamline your life and apply sort of the uniform concept to everything from what you wear to what you eat to how you manage your time throughout your work life. And we started the show by talking about sort of our daily routines, how we've cut things from our mental to-do lists in order to make more room for creative thought. And I want to spend the second half talking about um, something that was sort of inspired by this concept of decision fatigue, which, if you're not familiar with, um, was a great article in the New York Times, which we'll link to um, on Design Sponge once this goes up. But it, it's sort of inspired by this concept that if you have to make all of these tiny decisions throughout the day, what to eat for lunch, what top you're going to wear with what pants, all this sort of small stuff that doesn't actually really matter, that it really adds up and, and creates fatigue, creates stress, and really is like a drain on you. So the more that you can eliminate these small decisions, whether it's like by wearing the same thing every day or eating the same thing for lunch, um, that really kind of frees up your mind to focus on the things that matter. I think it's like President Obama wears the same mm-hmm. two suits all the time or something, or like a variation on the same two suits right. every day. And I think when you have to think about stuff like that less, you really have a lot more room in your brain. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about how we apply this to work, because I think that's what's most applicable here to most people listening is how this applies to emailing and time management and the actual projects. And I want to start with something that I'm completely recently obsessed with, which is TaskRabbit. Um, if you live in San Francisco, <laughs> you probably already know and use this because you guys are always five years in front of us in terms of tech stuff. Right. But here and on the East Coast, we've just gotten TaskRabbit. Uh, if you're not familiar with it, it's a website that I believe applies to a, a number of large American cities. And it's basically, it's like Craigslist, but much more well-organized and uh, much quicker. And people are TaskRabbits, and they're people who sign up and they perform 
any type of task you can possibly think of from acting as a messenger to somebody who will go wait in line for you to get concert tickets or someone who will go wait at a restaurant that doesn't take reservations and put your name in and sit there until it's ready. So there are just a huge number of tasks people can perform. And for the most part, the pricing of this system is done by kind of a crowd determined number where most people are willing to pay this or this is the most common bid. So it really takes that out, that sort of messiness of dealing with money out of it and every task is paid digitally you keep your credit card on file and once it's done and finished you pay them online so no cash is ever exchanged in person and usually your task is assigned within five minutes to somebody Mm. and it has made my life infinitely what have you used it for better i've used it from everything from somebody going to ikea Mm. to wait in the customer service line uh for parts for me because uh, there's nothing worse in life than sitting at Ikea. There just isn't. Right. Um, and so I've used it for that. I've used it as a messenger service. I had somebody go pick up a bunch of things uh, for my house when I was trying to get ready for sort of having somebody over for dinner. And I had like 20 different places to be in the city and couldn't be there all at one time. So I got two different people to go pick things up for me. I think it set me back like 40 bucks. But in terms of what my time was worth that day and my stress level, that 40 bucks was mm. like the best 40 bucks I've ever spent. So that worked out really well. Um, I'm also a huge fan of the Gmail canned response, which I talk about all the time in terms of streamlining your email responses to people. If you run a small business, there's like absolutely no excuse not to use it because from everything from responses to questions about pricing or questions about where can I get something or when when is this item going to be ready for sale? Having a canned response that's triggered by either a subject line or a keyword in an email just makes your life so much simpler. And it also sort of lets your customers or your clients know that you are getting emails and you are paying attention. You're just not going to get like a super, super personalized right. response right away. And the same thing goes for Boomerang, um, which I'm like an unofficial spokesperson for now. I think so. Um, and it's another sort of app you can tag on to, or not mm-hmm. an app, it's just a program you can tag on to Gmail that lets you delay the sending of emails and also lets things kind of bounce back to you, hence the name Boomerang. So that if you see an email, you know, you don't have time to deal with it until four days from now, you have it come back to you in four days. Um, and those are the systems that make my life infinitely easier and let me just get things out of my head and let somebody else deal with them. And it's not always about paying somebody else to do something, but I think that's a concept that I'm warming up to as I get older, because I'm starting to realize that I think your time is worth money sometimes. And Mm -hmm. I think if I can pay somebody $15 to do something, I have to sit down and think, what is that $15 worth to me? What does that equal? That equals several cups of coffee. Do I want that coffee more? Or do I want the lack of stress that comes with Mm -hmm. not having to sit at Ikea for two and a half hours? So those are decisions that I think kick around in my head a lot. And especially in the fall, when I get back to work and think about really, how do I want to make my life easier? And I think those are sort of the systems I rely on. Mm. What do you guys rely on in terms of work efficiency? Well, I think in terms of work efficiency, but also uh, larger in terms of decision fatigue is really being aware, sort of checking in with yourself throughout the day and like how many decisions are you making and what decisions are really stressing you out or or what is causing you anxiety, Um, whether it is all those emails in the inbox or... um, I always get stressed out by lunch, which does not seem like work, but it's like the meal where I just wish someone would invent a pill that would be like nutritionally sound and I'd feel full and I could just keep working because I don't like to stop for lunch unless we're having a, a, a bigger lunch. Um, and, uh, and when we were talking about this, I realized it's the thing that stresses me out because it's in the middle of the day. I want to eat light because I work better when I eat light. Um, and, 
and I haven't, I don't have like a routine every day. It's like, what am I going to have? Yeah. I don't know. And it's a, a decision that stresses me out. So I feel like for a while you were doing this thing where you were making a bunch of food on like Sunday I and was, then parceling yeah. it out throughout the week as lunch. Yeah. I'm a, not a good warm weather when it's hot out. I don't know what to make. Mm. I mean, I guess you can make salads and bring them, but in the winter I make soups and bring those and then it eliminates the need. You know, when I'm hungry, I just heat up the soup and then done and keep yeah. working. So, um, I can't wait for it to get cold and I'll, I'll be bringing in soups. Your, your largest problem. <laughs> yeah, my largest problem is what I'm going to for lunch. Yes. What about you, Max? You know, in terms of work organization and work streamlining, um, I think because I, t- I tend to be a visual person, I always try to first and foremost decrease my visual clutter mm-hmm. and visual decisions And again, I think I do this primarily through technology. Um, For example, on my laptop, I cannot stand to have anything on my desktop. My desktop image is actually just a completely plain piece of fabric. I'm so impressed by that. Not really any pattern. How do Um, you do that? Explain this to me, how that happens. So I... I have various folders um, that I place in the dock at the bottom of the screen, um, one for personal and one for work. And then those are broken up by year and then broken up by month and then broken up by project. And as soon as a project is done, it goes off the desktop and into one of those folders. folders. Um, I don't know. I think that in terms of making decisions with work, I, I don't know if I have any anxiety when it comes to making decisions, but I have anxiety once the decision is made and I need to get that stuff out of the way. I I like no clutter um, visually and physically. And I think that is the biggest um, thing that impedes upon my Mm -hmm. um, productivity. And when I don't have that, I can think so much more clearly. I think it's really interesting because I've always had this very visceral reaction to what I think is a huge trend in the design community, which is to have like mood boards all over the place. Mm. These like super collagey, overlappy things, which I think for most normal human beings are like incredibly inspiring. And I look at them and I get really panicked because I just think of like all this stuff overlapping and things that are lost under other things that are pinned under mm. other things. Right. And I start panicking about like, <laughs> when was that first thing pinned? What was it about? And I don't actually use that and I keep track of things by taking photographs of them on my iPhone mm. and then emailing them to myself and that's the only way I'll do something is if it shows up on my inbox like if I've pinned it two inches from my face on a board I'm somehow gonna still forget that it's there so I try to adhere to Max's same policy of like a clean desktop but I've made the mistake of just having a day where I'm like oh there's too many things in the desktop so I create a folder called like to be cleaned up and I dump everything in it and then I've got like 40 of those in another yeah. folder called to be cleaned trap. up I have a folder called random yeah <laughs> that's gonna come in it's scary. yeah yeah and well, I Oh, I was just going to say in the in the book, in the Mason Curry book, one of the things that he says is that the consistency through all of these writers and artists throughout history is they do keep their sort of daily routines very ritualized. Mm-hmm. Um, and they do minimize those decisions because as creative people, what the work you're doing is about creativity is about making lots of tiny mm-hmm. little decisions. And it's about and if you're mind is sort of preoccupied with what you're gonna have for lunch or what's on your desktop you can't make those tiny decisions that you need to for your work and to really be as creative as you sort of hope and and want to be 
I think part of it is also like I think I think no matter what type of business you run, if it's a creative business or something that's more administrative, I, I think that it's difficult like to not be distracted by small things you have to do around the office or around your personal life. And it's easy to be like, oh, I have to run these like five errands and somehow those errands end up taking right. like the whole day. And I think if people cut themselves a little bit of slack and say, you know, I've actually need to take one day a week to just do admin stuff. And I'm going to like take a full day where I like run my errands, go to the grocery store, fix things around the office, reply to emails that are like customer emails or whatever these things are that kind of are become like very long distractions throughout your work day. You gave yourself a day where you just accepted this whole day is going to be about tying loose ends. I think it makes you a lot more efficient. And I have a couple work people I really admire who do things like that. Mm. Some of which are even our team members, I think. Um, and at Meyer, who, who writes for us in Paris, is one of the right. most efficient people I know. Um, and I, I've always admired when I hear about the way she organizes like her email and the way she organizes her travel schedule and everything. It's just so efficient and so about making the most of technology. And I think she seems so relaxed all the time, despite a very hectic mm. travel schedule because and she gets kind a of, lot done. Yeah, she gets a lot done. And I think it's primarily because she like and responds to emails within like two minutes every time. I have no idea how that happens because she gets so many of them, but she does. And I think a part of that is just like dealing with it com- when it comes to you. And if you can't deal with it, you let it go. And I had this moment during the summer where I, I put a bounce back, a bounce up, bounce back, yeah. bounce back, back. Um, up on my email when we took a week off. And I just said, like, if you're emailing me during this week, I'm not I'm not going to respond to it like I'm just resend it in a week because I, I, I'm not going to go through like all the emails that pop up and I got up and there were all these emails that I just looked through and I was like this is going to take a ton of work and I, I have all these questions to follow up and I was like wait a minute I put a bounce back up and it said that like I'm not going to respond to things so people can resend them and I just deleted right. them all and the world has continued to move forward mm-hmm. and everything is fine and maybe one person emailed and was like oh yeah I emailed you last week about this thing and no big deal and whatever and I was like oh it's it's so liberating to realize you can kind of let go of some of that stuff right. sometimes and everything continues to move on and be fine um, before we go I want everybody to share one suggestion for people listening that you think would be helpful for fall going forward whether it's technology based something they should let go a book they should read or something that you just kind of trust by that you think people should be doing for fall I'll start so everybody has start, time to so think. think. <laughs> I'm going to start with TaskRabbit <laughs> really quickly, but because that's unavailable in every town, I really am huge into the idea right now of really kind of bringing on some help, whether that's an intern or whether that's somebody mm-hmm. that you bring into your business that gives you advice. Um, I've been thinking so heavily about the idea of what an independent business person's time is worth. And I've really started to come around to the idea that like your time is worth so much more than you realize. And so if you're able to bring somebody on who can help you with mailings or who can help you with managing social media or managing your email, I think that's such an important investment to make. And I think over the last couple of years, all the things we saw online for small business owners was about advising people to take on everything themselves. Like your voice should be the only voice and no one else should sort of mm-hmm. take over things. And I've really kind of warmed up to the idea of like, you can keep a business personal and still have some help. So I think this season it's time to invest in having some people help you. So you have more time to be creative and get back to the roots of what made you want to start your business in the first place. Mm-hmm. Well, mine is not going to come as any surprise, but I think everyone mm-hmm. should this fall read daily rituals by Mason Curry. It's really uh, a really easy read. The way it's organized is really lovely. Um, <clears throat> and then I would say, you know, think about your own daily rituals and how you can sort of, um, which is what you said, nice, nice basics, mm-hmm. but sort of ritualize some of the things that you do and make it, um, make it easier for yourself. It's not, it's not boring to eat the same thing for breakfast every day. Sometimes it just, 
uh, makes things easier. Makes or a life variation a on that nice basics. Yes. Like if you want to eat oatmeal every day, that's totally fine. But maybe you like add jam in one day. Maybe the next day you add in like, I don't know, some sort of dried fruit. Like this is a very right. sort of detailed version of that. But I think it's important sometimes to like realize that you can keep a basic and just switch up the small details related mm-hmm. to it and make life so much easier. I like it. Max, any ideas? Well, um, I have a particular app that I'm currently mm. totally obsessed with. Um, my fiance and I just purchased a house at the beginning of the summer. And one of the constant sources of um, disagreement and argument <laughs> and tension comes from the fact that we both contribute financially to the house and keeping track of who pays for what um, oh. is a constant sort of sticking point. Um so I recently discovered this app called Splitwise, um, which is basically a social network that allows you to socially IOU your friends. And it keeps tabs on what your friends owe you and what you <gasps> owe your awesome. friends and shows when you've sort of leveled up with them and allows you to pay them um, digitally. Um, and the fact that it's live it updates on both people's apps so you can keep track of it has made our lives so much simpler. That's so genius. I cannot so I can't get enough of it. That's my I actually think I know people who have year. been using that for summer shares. So if like yeah. they have like eight people sharing a house, you know who's buying food and at yeah. the end of the summer they just settle up. It makes That's every, a great challenge. It That's also awesome. has a section of the app for splitting bills mm-hmm. um, through um, at dinner things like that. It's Amazing! I can't. That's a relationship. Speaking more highly of it's it. A relig- yeah, it's also a good idea for anybody sharing studio space or sort of small. Right. I know a lot of small designers that are sharing studios and they're keeping track of electricity bills and filling up the communal coffee and all those sorts of things. And that those breed fights like no one's yeah. business. That's a great idea. What's it called again? Splitwise. 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 All right, all that's right. a great one to end on. Yeah. I like it. Um, it. We're going to revisit this topic later in the year and sort of see how these ideas have worked for us. And then we hope those of you listening will share your ideas and your daily rituals with us as well on Design Sponge. The post will be up tomorrow. So thanks for listening and we'll see you next Thursday. Thanks for listening to this program on heritageradionetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website, or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore Radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.